So the most rewarding, life-giving thing that any of us can do at first seems like it's the most difficult thing to do. Today, how the unconditional love for ourselves and for others will never fail to attract our biggest dreams and hopes to manifest our best lives in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Kinetic Belief Law of Attraction. So glad you could join us, neighbor. I'm Stephen Canyon. If you'd like to send us an email, send it to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Stephencanyon.com is the website. Greetings, my friend, Miss Maggie. Hello. How are you on Hola. this wonderful afternoon? I'm wonderful on this wonderful afternoon. A little later in the day for um, sitting yeah, down for our podcast. Bit, but that's, we've been a little wrapped up, tied up, doing yeah. some other things. You know, sometimes you start working on your laptop and you're just in that zone. You you don't want to stop because you, you're actually accomplishing Well, something. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and, you know, I was just looking to see who is listening today. You want to hear a, a kind of a shout? Out, a little countdown you list here. Poland, Ireland, India, Iceland, and France, Denmark, Brazil, Botswana, Spain, Panama, Hong Kong, Finland, South Africa, Singapore, the Netherlands, uh, United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Australia, and the United States. Wow. So we are not alone. That's not all. That's just all I have on my list here. Oh, wow. That's no. just the top. Hey guys. 20. Hey everybody. Hey guys. <laughs> hey everyone. How are you today? Uh, it is fun yeah, though, you know, as a is. kinetic believer, just to know we're not alone. We are all over the planet connecting and, and making things happen. Speaking of all over the planet, I was just, I mean, go figure, thinking about your niece again, who's about, who's a couple thousand miles away from us right now. Well, she's but hard to we, forget. Talk, we talk about her all the time. She is so cool, so cute, so much fun. And we were just talking about um, her taking the horse riding lessons, uh, which you did as well. And I grew up with with horses too. But you just sent her a new riding helmet, which she is wearing everywhere she goes. Well, um, they canceled her lesson yesterday. And so my sister texted me and she said, so I was forced to be a horse today. And so that she could wear her new helmet. And she made me put a bit in my mouth and everything. (laughs) So oh, she's using the helmet, just not riding with it yet. So mama was a horse yesterday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Show me pictures. I know. I was like, excuse me. I want to see. Where is the video? Probably, you know, the, probably the, my, one of my favorite things about, about my niece is her, her, she has one of the most extensive collections, uh, collections of sunglasses you have ever seen. She's cool. It's unbelievable. I mean, she probably she has a hundred. I'm serious. Right. Like one zero zero, one hundred. Love the kids everywhere. It's All she's over. too cool. Kids, kids are so much I know. fun. Yeah. Well, today we are going to <laughs> dive right into unconditional love, which never fails. And it's day five from the guided journal. If you've got it, open it up, and let's look at the guided portion. First of all, uh, reading from the guided portion. <laughs> yeah. You got it. <laughs> I got it right here. Okay. It says, the practice of accepting yourself and others with no regrets or condemnation is essential for perfecting unconditional love. Mm. Believe that you have the wisdom for a virtuous perspective. 
one that's void of fault-finding. Underline fault-finding, for goodness sakes. Void of fault-finding means that you don't do it, and all things will become possible for you. Purposing to unconditionally love yourself and others without judgment activates the creative plane for constructing your good and perfected health, wealth, and peace. Wow. Fault-finding. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Underline it. Stop it. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> right. That was it. So it says here that people tend to judge themselves by their good intentions and they judge others by what they do. Mm-hmm. The beginning to creating your perfected life, and I would say attracting it mm-hmm. to manifest, is the moment you start forgiving others who haven't asked for it. Whoa. That's called unconditional love. Gulp. Yes. (laughs) Swallow big. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, kinetic belief creatives attract, um, we we attract our best lives to become us. You know, we're always saying that I am love, I am happiness, I am joy, I am abundance, I am prosperity, I am these things. And we are attracting these things to become us. Um, Our lives are formed from the substance of our beliefs. And all things work for our good from the energetics of love. Okay, so all things work in love. All good things are attracted to us to manifest in and within the energetics of love. Mm. So one of the most wonderful characteristics of love is that it always believes the best. It's always going to believe the best. And now this is going. This is where the, we start to roll up our sleeves a little bit. Why is this so important? It's because if we are not believing the best, we're not attracting the best. Mm. Wow. We want to attract the best, so we must believe the best. And the functionality of believing the best simply means that unconditional love never fails to attract the best into our lives. And how exciting that we can even do this, that you can even be presented with a negative, um, something that seems like it's a problem that's that's lifted its head in your life. And all of a sudden you realize, hey, hang on a second, I have a choice about this thing. It doesn't have to be what it looks like. It can be whatever I say it is. That's really wonderful. Well, doesn't this go, uh, go back to a few days ago when we were talking about um, we are the storyteller. Yes. We are the ones that are determining the the uh, inner dialogue that mm-hmm. we're going to be telling ourselves about a certain thing. And yeah. so that's the point where the rubber hits the road and that we are going to construct the best thoughts, the best ideas yeah. for whatever it is. Yes. But it never fails that kinetic energetics will attract circumstances that will favor us if we're only thinking the best about other people. We're only thinking the best about situations mm-hmm. about life in general and because it's our beliefs it is the alignment of our beliefs with positive energetics or negative that is going to attract like kind well and it does seem like it's so important to to be aware of that that sort of survival mechanism that's in us in this sort of primal way because it, when you're in survival mode our instinct is to try and see the threat to see the negative thing coming before it gets here so that we are equipped to deal with it. And I feel like that's a big default setting for a lot of us. So recognizing that, you know, you need to over that that's something to overcome. It's something within you that's innate, that's sort of biological, a biological setting, um, predisposition, if you will, that that this is 
conquering. Well, what we're doing is we, we are rewriting our ideas of what a threat is. Mm. And so the default mm. that you said is the, the idea that something is a threat, then yeah. all of a sudden, when we begin to reconstruct our, our thoughts and ideas of what actually is a threat, we can throw most things right out the door. Yes. It really wasn't a threat anywhere other than our own mind. It's right. kind of like the only thing to fear is fear itself. Yeah. There, yes. there really doesn't exist the thing of fear. It's just the idea of it. It's the idea of a threat that is mm. the thing that... Uh, incapacitates us wow. and, and binds us up. So really, you know, putting these new definitions on things, on what would appear to be a threat, and realizing that it's just smoke and mirrors until you call it something. That's correct. Um, then it can manifest negatively, but I, that's I, up to you. Yeah, and I love the, the phrase, and it goes way back, and it's a toothless lion. Yeah. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. a bark. All it's, bark it's and all no bark bite. It's all bark and no bite, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but this is how we remain centered, and this is how we align ourselves to continually experience our best lives. So if something is broken in our life and something's missing, and things just aren't working out, there's a very good chance that we need to call time out on ourselves <laughs> and think about how it is that we are uh, defining other people yeah. and if we're judging others yeah. and so that we can, you know, again, roll up our sleeves and get to work on some unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Unconditional love doesn't criticize or judge other people. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. It doesn't judge or criticize other people. Even when we have been wronged by someone, listen, regardless of what they may have done or said about you, unconditional love thinks and says the best. I, I, know, I know what that person did was wrong. This is what I'm saying in unconditional love. I know what they did was wrong to me, mm-hmm. but I will not judge their intentions, mm-hmm. regardless wow. of how... Um, egregious what they did may be to me. I will not judge their intentions. Now, there's a reason for this, and it's far more important and satisfying than it ever is or, or would be to judging someone else's intentions. I'm making the decision that to choose to believe, I am making a choice to believe that they did the best they could do at the time. And I'm going to treat them with the forgiveness that I would hope to receive if I were them. If I had stuck my foot in my mouth, if I had something, said something stupid or bad or mean or, or was having a bad day and I took it out on you, I would really love to be forgiven, even without asking for it. Yes. And so regardless of what it is that someone else does to me or, or says about me, I am not going to negatively judge what it is that they did. I'm making the decision to choose to believe that they did the very best that they could do at the time, and I'm going to treat them with the same forgiveness that I would hope to receive from them. So I would like some insight into a question I have here. A lot of times when something is done to you, you do feel the need, we, we feel the need to... Um, you know, sort of call that out in some sort of large way because a lot of times the underlying reason is because you're afraid that if you allow it to go on without, uh, you know, addressing it, you're setting some sort of negative precedent in that relationship. So how do you how do you separate, you know, needing to uh, make sure you're not allowing abuse, um, it, but then also working out this unconditional love that that's obviously so good for us. Well, the, what you just described is the default, and it is actually an inaccurate. Um, and this is what's really, really cool about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. 
it, it doesn't need to, first of all, it doesn't need to set the record straight or to defend itself. And it is wrong thinking to think that if you respond in unconditional love, that it's an invitation for someone to continually abuse you. That's mm-hmm. not correct. Actually, what happens is, first of all, people know when they're wrong. And what encourages them to continue is where there is a fight. Mm. Where there is where someone strikes back, you get in the ring with them. And I'll tell you, sometimes that seems extremely difficult to do. Sometimes it may even seem impossible. Right. But here's something that'll help you out when you are, or when we're tempted to get out of the intentional use of unconditional love and get over into strife, strike back, use anger, or allow someone to make us angry by judging the intentions of others. Ask yourself. Who am I to condemn and judge where someone has come from, to judge their life experiences, or to even know what they've been through? Who am I to know what they may be going through or coming out of? Who am I that they should be like me? How they choose to live will determine whether they live peacefully and abundantly or if they will fail. Even if they are turning their animosity toward me, even if they've said something ugly to me or about me, the way that we deal with that Um, the example of my unconditional love for them is that I choose to believe for their healing. I'm going to choose to believe for their freedom from anything that may be destructed to their lives. Look, it's the attraction of the negative energetics that we uh, were exposed to when they struck out at us by the wrong that was done to us that will try to push us into making a decision or a judgment about that person. And we will always feel the emotional pressure to say out loud whether we believe someone else was wrong or not. But don't ever give in to that pressure. And um, I hope this question isn't too microscopic, but I do find myself wondering, um, let's say someone that you are relatively close to, maybe you even live in the same house, they come at you, they say something incredibly condescending or um, you know, combative, something ugly. Um, is there something that you can say either to yourself or to them in those moments that, you know, triggers a, not only a correct response from you, but it's just the right thing to do in those moments? Because I think that's always the most difficult thing, right, is to say something, to not say something. How do I respond in this volatile feeling moment. Never, ever respond in like kind. Never strike back. Never hit back. Never get angry. Never insult. Don't offend. Don't ever do the same thing back. And and it's, it's only difficult because emotionally we want to defend ourselves. And we think that, and it's wrong thinking, that if I don't do that, if I don't give them some of their own medicine, if I don't strike back, they're going to do it to me again. Well, that's not true because chances are very good. That's the way you've always responded before. And so what what's still happening is happening because it's... You've responded in the same way. You're in this endless cycle. It's a fight. It's a fight of anger and energetics and emotions and negative feelings. And it's back and forth. And it's it's a a never-ending cycle. And it also sounds like you're telling us that to to respond, or I guess you're saying don't say anything. To not respond is to... I am saying not to respond in like kind. Oh, I see. And that doesn't mean to be quiet. It doesn't mean not to be. Allow the the wisdom Mm. of... You seeking the counsel of wisdom to respond in love. Let the energetics of love. that, and usually that remains yeah. means remain quiet at first. Respond in love. But I will tell you this: like that. that anyone that's striking out in anger, if the response they get back is uh, one of kindness and love, that's the thing that puts the fire out. Wow! People know when they're being wrong, and they only will strike out at someone expecting to be 
you know, it to be returned in some way. And something incredibly um, exciting and important that you're telling us is that, you know, we're sort of taught in this combative, competitive world that if you don't respond, if you do respond in love and kindness, um, you're a doormat. And so this is also really redefining what that means to to walk in unconditional love towards someone in your life that's doing this because you're showing us that this is, you're elevating yourself and this is an enlightened way of living because we've been shown and taught that, oh man, if you don't, if you don't respond, you know, they're just going to walk all over you. They're just going to, you know, they're going to ruin your life. You better do this. And so it's not a sign of weakness. Actually, it takes incredible strength and insight to, to, to respond the correct way. That's right. And not to be manipulative or manipulated by it. And this takes some thought and the wisdom will always come when that's what you're believing for. But yeah, it's tough, especially if this is something that's new and you haven't been doing this before. (laughs) This is day one. And so you're going to have to ask yourself, and the best way to arm ourselves is what am I going to do when? Mm. How am I going to respond when? To be proactive in the expectation, managing our own, the expectations of ourselves. Mm. Uh, You know, you can, it's fairly predictable. If you're in that kind of household where there's a lot of negativity running around and flying about, you can actually be prayerful and mindful and think about how it is that you're going to respond, not in like kind, but with the energetics of unconditional love for this Mm -hmm. person. And healing will begin right away. Now, I'm going to tell you something that should be a relief to you. (laughs) It's not our job to judge the intention of others. Wow. Yes, that is a relief. Now, there's a burden we can go ahead and cast down right now, isn't it? (laughs) Because the truth is, it's always to the expressed benefit of the law of attraction manifesting our hopes and dreams and aspirations to withhold negative judgments regarding the intentions of other people, even in our household, Hmm. because it protects us from manifesting our negative beliefs into our lives. The reality of this truth has been proven in quantum physics, through the theory of quantum entanglement, that what one observer believed to be true regarding the observation of a particle of mass attracted a, another particle to respond exactly the same way. And, it, and it, it doesn't matter where it is in proximity. It just responds the same way. It's according to the observation or the belief of the observer. Mm-hmm. Philosophical musings have determined that our subjective beliefs create our realities. In religion, Jesus said not to judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat other people. He said that we, he said that the, the standard that we use in judging is the same standard by which we will be judged. He was talking about quantum physics. He's talking about the substance of belief, the power of kinetic belief. And it's a universal law. That's not a respecter of persons. This works whether you believe it or not. This is the, uh, the, the law of reciprocity that's coming back. That's why this is so vital to understand how this works. Mm. Because in in other words, what we choose to believe about someone else will become us. What we choose to believe about the bully in the neighborhood, the bully in the household, what we choose to believe, regardless of what we see now, this is two different things. It could be that they are absolutely doing the thing that we believe that they would do, that they're you know, they're doing all they these awful things. Awful. They, they are actually are <laughs> awful, terrible, horrible people that need a lot of help. But we don't want to believe that about them. Mm-hmm. We want to believe the best about them. We want to rewrite the story we've been telling ourselves. We want to rewrite the story they've been telling us. And you're, and you're saying that this is so vital to our success because 
it connects us to that negative energetic that they are spewing when we believe that about them and judge them in that in that way it is that con- right yeah it connects us to the negative energetic that we are creating that we are aligning ourselves with because mm. all belief both negative and positive is still an imagination mm. that's upheld by a thought form from a viewpoint that's established by the action of our spoken words, which then attracts the life we Mm -hmm. will experience. So if you're surrounded for whatever reason by all these negative people, if we are upholding thought forms about how horrible they are and we've got a viewpoint about how bad everything is Mm -hmm. and we're establishing uh, actions through spoken words, we will attract the life that mirrors the the very image of what we're surrounded by. So our daily responsibility as KB creatives is to think the best rather than engage in, in negative judgments. Right. So we, we leave judgments to the creator of the universe, and we are here, all of us, to live our best lives, not someone else's. We're not responsible for their success. and we are, We're not responsible for their failure. We are here to align with our original genius of purpose and to advance our mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. Mm-hmm. On today's uh, day in the journal, we're on day five. What is the instruction for the written portion of the day? It says to abandon everything that you advance from and journal the best that you can think and use descriptive thought forms. Mm. All of a sudden now that at this point in the podcast, it's amazing how it illuminates um, that that dictate on what to journal because all of a sudden you're it's you're basically telling us to you know take those stories that you have been telling in a negative way rewrite them in a positive abandon one. those that's beautiful yep abandon those disconnect from those but just as important if we find ourselves in the presence of those who would seek our harm okay mm-hmm. uh, make an exit from the situation honorably and without bitterness or anger in other words, don't slam the door on your way out of while you know you're showing them some, some unconditional love and take that. <laughs> don't don't tell somebody you love them anyway and break a glass. You know, all of the just, I, for, because, I forgive you for for sucking. <laughs> Bye. No, door no. slam. Not at all. We let our leaving be marked by peace and love and harmony. And again, what keeps washing over me, something that is just so deeply powerful and and really empowering is this redefining of the concept of what love is and what it means to not respond in like kind. Because your emotions in those moments, they're telling you uh, that you're letting something bad happen to you. And so to redefine walking in unconditional love towards someone as this really uh, power play, you know, you're putting yourself in this incredible powerful position um, that's just washing over me again and again. Well, and you know, most of what we talk about, Megan, every day on this podcast is we approach it from a holistic viewpoint. And when dealing, especially with other people, and we have to disengage our expectations from what we are actually seeing. Yes. And uh, we've likened it before to maybe if we were a time traveler and we could go back in time and visit a cave family. <laughs> and you crawl up there into the cave and you know, you've got on your, your your camel jacket and your 
your nice boots and your iPhone. And your, you're carrying your iPhone. <laughs> anyway, you, you know, you're, you're doing your deal. And you walk in there, though, and they're wearing um, loincloths and uh, yeah, cracking rocks cloth, together. And, they, mm-hmm, and yeah. they've got a, a leaf hat on. And, and they and, haven't gotten to and, the fire yet. And dragging a club around, and, and which you just <laughs> used on the kid and whatever. And the fire's there. And it's just a horrible What's the cartoon? Looking. He's always got the wife by the hair, I think. The lady by the hair. Oh, I don't know. Was it the Flintstones? It wasn't the Flintstones. No, I think it's just a comic <laughs> well, version. But anyway. You, you get the drift here, yes, and it's just yes. an entirely different world that did exist to some degree mm-hmm. here on Earth at one point in time. Well, does that make it wrong? <laughs> does it make oh, what you see, is it right? Is it, is it uh, partly wrong and partly wrong? What, what is it anyway? What it is and what it was was exactly what it should have been. It was required. It was exactly yeah. as it needed to be. Yeah. For that time, for that period, for those people. And for even today to be today. And that's where I'm going with it. Love is it. that we see from a holistic viewpoint, the highest viewpoint, mm. that others in our household or our neighborhood or that are, you know, downtown or in traffic or somewhere else that we meet, maybe on the elevator, someone that does something that you would never do. Mm. Well, it was right for them. It was right for someone to do the what you think is wrong. But who are we to say what's wrong and right? So we get out of the business of judging the antics of other people and set ourselves free to remain in the Mm. positive energetics of life, attracting our best life and not being reconformed or formed by the Mm. expectations we put on other people and changing our beliefs into a vortex of negative energetics to attract the very thing that we are finding disgusting about other people. And so we see them as exactly as they should be while they too are on their own journey and developing and growing and then yes. try to remain um, unharmed by their <laughs> by their journey well and it's fascinating you know that the analogy you just gave us it really makes you feel kind of silly doesn't it for looking around ever and thinking that someone else is supposed to be exactly at your spot in time at the same place on your journey that you are it's like looking at a baby and going pull yourself together Right, and you realize baby. that babies do what babies do, <laughs> yeah. and you don't get mad at a baby for doing yeah. what it does. And isn't it interesting that when you get that perspective on someone, it immediately ignites the compassion of unconditional love. You have compassion for that person's place in life. That's correct, and know that they are on their own life path journey. Yeah. You may be sharing space with them. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm got, glad for you. Yeah, but Either got way, their own but they still That's have their own journey. Wonderful. You know, and this, and as we are making peace uh, within ourselves or with someone else that has seemingly wronged us and we want to make peace with that we make peace by by aligning with the peace that's within us we don't we don't try to get the other person to have peace and love for us before we resolve it i'll make peace with them when they say i'm sorry that's not the way this works we align with the peace and love that is already within us goodness i mean that's huge isn't it isn't that just just this huge personal achievement to be able to look within and genuinely receive the peace and the the affirmation and everything that you need from your own heart and your own mind and not keep looking to someone else to give it to right, you. Right, because you know what's happening when we do this? We we will be a, a light, a blessing wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were created in the image of love. We came into the natural with a love assignment. I like that. A love assignment. And yeah, we have a love assignment. And in, in fact, pause this broadcast, this podcast right now if you need to, and evaluate who it is in your life 
that you're judging the intentions of or whom you have judged and who you're still angry with. Make a list that you can get to work on and stop allowing the negative thought of them to direct your life. It's stealing from you. It's robbing your best life from you. And thereby you are, by not uh, uh, climbing to the heights that you were meant to, you're also being a disservice to everybody else around you Mm. by not being able to be who you were created to be. I would imagine this applies to things that seem smaller too. Um, you know, those moments when you're out in public and you go, why is she wearing those shoes? <laughs> Unless you're going, because I would like them. Because I like them. But, it's, <laughs> right. but you know, those things matter too. They seem right. flippant and they seem small, but mm-hmm. it's really the same spirit, isn't it? It's the same uh, type of negativity on a small, seemingly smaller scale. You're absolutely right. You know, and you're thinking, I would never wear those. <laughs> you know, why are they wearing, you know, whatever. They're yeah. doing whatever. No, yeah. you forgive mm-hmm. them, forgive them in your thoughts. Rewrite the negative story that you've been replaying in your thoughts and replace the inner dialogue with a narrative of understanding and a narrative of forgiveness for whomever it is that you've been harboring bitterness and anger and resentment toward. Remove any strife that your judgments may have established within your thoughts. And this is going to take some work, but this is where you begin on day one. Remind yourself frequently that, you know what? Other people, regardless of what they do or say, even if it's been against you, it's none of your business. They don't define you unless you allow them to by taking offense. You know, remember, you know, you, you got to believe something to be offended. You have True. to believe something in order to be offended. Wow. Yes. And if you are offended, you are in kinetic belief attracting the thing that offended you into your life to become more than just words or deeds. The offense will become you because you allowed yourself to believe it. Wow. Wow is right. <laughs> you know, another way of saying this is that whatever you fear will come against you. Kick your fear to the curb. Don't allow it to redefine you. Because if we harbor our fears, they will reconstruct who we are and come against us. I'm thinking, oh no, now I'm afraid of that my fear will come against me. <laughs> this is a rabbit hole, Steve. <laughs> Where does it end? Turn off the podcast. You need to write some things down, young lady. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, seriously, successful kinetic belief creators meditate to live within the energetics of unconditional love. This yes. is what we, this is a way of life for us. Right. If it were easy, there would be far more than one percent doing it. Well, and I have a question about that. And it's a little bit of a tangent, but um, you just brought it up. So you said, you know, this isn't the easiest thing. And it is a huge mental um, and even spiritual push to make these changes and then to also sustain them. And I'm just finding myself wondering, you know, how much does the physicality part of this matter? You know, how much does good sleep, eating right, you know, moving your body, um, how much does that matter in relation to achieving these things? Because I have to say, when I'm, when I'm mentally fatigued, um, it is much harder to, to sustain this and to, to manage this way of life. Well, I think there's a good point because, uh, you know, our emotions are really the biggest challenge and we become more emotionally involved in things, negatively speaking, when, of course, we haven't had the rest we should have, when we're not eating right, yeah. when we're not exercising. And then it's all of those things are 
exacerbated because we don't feel good about ourselves. And if there's some self-loathing involved, what do we want to do? Take it out on somebody else. So it's there's the, there's the rabbit hole yeah. that you were talking wow. about. Inter- okay. So it's not just mental, spiritual. It's that holistic picture, you know, making sure everything's humming. What makes this, I said, it's not easy. What makes it easy is doing this every single day, right. not allowing a couple of days to come and go before we re-engage with the practice of knowing what it means yeah. to live a life in unconditional love first toward ourselves. That seems really vital, doesn't it? Making sure that you're not restarting a process every three days, because that is exhausting, and you won't see the gains that you're hoping for. It's a way of life, meaning we do this every single day. There's power and consistency. And here's what's going to happen. Just as soon as you think you've got a handle on this and you've dealt with Cousin Joe and (laughs) and, uh, Aunt Myrtle and all all them people, and you get everybody (laughs) kind of lined up, and you made your little list here, and you, and you, you put your enemies at number one, two, and three, on your Christmas list. <laughs> I got this, Stephen and Megan. I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. Here's what's going to happen. Maybe you're going to be standing in line at a coffee shop and a person standing in front of you presses you out of the way to get a better look at the muffins in the counter. <laughs> you don't even know their name. So, or, or maybe, <laughs> maybe you're waiting for a parking space at the grocery store, which happened to me not long ago, and a person swerves around you to take the space that you've been waiting for. Mm. Or maybe you're the one that's doing the swerving to take the parking space from somebody else. Maybe you're the one that's pushing your way through the line (laughs) at the coffee shop. Unconditional love thinks to do no harm to other people. Doesn't matter if you know them or not. Unconditional love is considerate of others. Unconditional love gives the advantage. So no one can ever take advantage of us if we give it. Unconditional love is sensitive to other people first. It doesn't have to compete because it creates, it attracts, and it manifests. So you're never hurrying and worrying again. That sounds simple enough, right? But the fact is, you know what? Before we can be considerate of somebody else and sensitive to them, we have to be aware that they even exist. We have to be cognitively alert enough to even notice them. And to do that, we've got to get our minds renewed because our culture has trained us to be so self-centered that we rarely see each other. And I mean, it really is amazing. People will notice things before they notice other people. We will notice the shoes she's wearing before we'll even see her. We'll appreciate buildings, clothes, and jewelry and ignore the people in them as if they are just totally insignificant. But when we fall into that, we are being so deceived by things. We are manifesting our best lives by encouraging and celebrating and edifying and championing people, which are far more important than things. Successful kinetic belief creatives never use people to get things. We use things to share and show favor and love to other people. The only way that we can be sure not to do any harm to others and thereby bring harm to ourselves, is to value people enough to notice them. We esteem others as much as we do ourselves. And we are, look, we are all co-equal creatives having a natural experience. So we meditate (laughs) it's a way of life. And we do this every single day to intentionally stir up our mindfulness to see others as being more important than things. We should never 
ever treat someone poorly over a place in line or a parking spot or over some kind of shoe that we've judged to be hideous or anything. But we will do it inadvertently by not paying attention to the misleading motives of our own emotions, which are so easily manipulated by the energetics of other people. They can push buttons or whatever you want to call it. And if we don't renew our minds and exercise our awareness of them, it, we we easily remain vulnerable to the dominion of others. Wow, you know, this is also reminding me of something incredibly profound that I've thought about many, many times. We, you mentioned this in a conversation we had recently, and I loved it. Um, you said, you know, when you, are, when you are generous in life and when you give in life, you don't look for that reciprocity to come from directly from the person you've given to. That reciprocity is going to come um, in the form of the universe, so that can come from anywhere. And it really fits in with what you're talking about today, you know, this idea that you can freely give and love and and be very generous with yourself and with your intentions and and the way that you think of people because you're really sowing that into the universe and it's going to be rest you know that reciprocity is going to come back in this very holistic universal large way from who knows where but it doesn't have to be like you know you are tethered to this one person and then they reciprocate that's not how this works and I think that's a really beautiful thing that you that you told me the other day great point and that's why we always put the word unconditional before the word love because if it's not unconditional then it's manipulative Uh, there is an ulterior motive behind our giving in other words i i'm going to do this for you because of what you will do for me that's not unconditional love and the energetic for that is incorrect Mm -hmm. but this is why a life in unconditional love requires us to cultivate our consciousness of the impact that our words and actions will have on the people around us yeah If we hurt someone's feelings, for example, because we spoke harshly to them, or maybe they didn't, we didn't speak to them at all. We cannot excuse ourselves by saying, hey, you know what? I didn't even realize I offended them, or I was just thinking about something else. I didn't even notice that they were standing there. That won't disengage the effect of the vortex of our energetics because if we're an expression of unconditional love, we won't be that self-absorbed and insensitive to other people. Wow. We will see the, gosh, we'll see the pain flash across that person's face when we are abrupt with them. We'll consider them to be more important than our own thoughts and we'll acknowledge them. When we refuse to move out of unconditional love. Look, first practice unconditional love for yourself and forgive yourself. So many of us are spending so much of our lives in unforgiveness for things that we did or did not do in the past. And living a life of regret, living a life of whatever, and believing the the manipulative um, uh, uh, patterns of... uh, misinformation that those those negative stories that we have internalized that maybe we've heard someone else say about us and we just believed it to be our truth and we start constructing a subjective reality around ourselves that we then experience forever it takes forgiveness for ourselves first embrace who we were meant to be and then you know what love gives us a heightened awareness of others that keeps us from carelessly neglecting them and from judging them, even when they've been willingly or unwillingly uh, trying to harm us. Unconditional love ensures that we do no harm to others. Practice doing this as part of your writing assignment from day five of your guided journal, which says, by the way, again, which I read a few minutes ago, but the writing assignment says, 
to abandon everything you advance from and journal the best you can think of. As you go through the day, pay attention to the people that you encounter individually. And before you address any issue with them, take a few moments to allow the love in you to be aware of them. And it'll make, it'll make all the difference in their day and in what you are attracting to manifest in your life. It's going to make all the difference in your day and in the days to come as well. Journal descriptive thought forms that enlarge you from your love journey rather than from some mixed bag of past experiences. Do that and your fu- I'm telling you, your future will thank you for it when you show up to enjoy the manifestations of your best life. You know, the thing I find most thrilling about your teaching today is the freedom that's going to come with it. The freedom from other people's opinions, from, you know, the freedom from having any sort of expectations put on other people, you know, just total mental freedom because we do tether ourselves to people, um, people we don't even know. We tether ourselves to them with these uh, negative thoughts or expectations. And so just feeling like you've been completely unshackled from all of those, all of those entities and, and those negative thoughts that you've, that you've been doing, you know, that we've been doing, that we put on other people. We, we're doing this to ourselves, right? So um, just being ultimately set free from that is, is, like I said, it's just thrilling. Freedom, freedom from the judgments of other people and free to no longer judge them as well. That is the way to freedom. That's the way to the abundant life. Mother Teresa said, intense love does not measure. It just gives. Just gives. Mm. It just gives. A giving spirit. Well, let's work on some guided thought yeah, forms. Yeah, let's do you it. You do that? I love it. Just say these out loud. Say, I love myself. I love myself. And others completely. And others completely. I let go of bitterness. I let go of bitterness. Anger. Anger. Resentment. Resentment. And unforgiveness. And unforgiveness. I am strong. I'm strong. Beautiful. Beautiful. And courageous. And courageous. To unconditionally love. To unconditionally love. I receive love in return. I receive love in return. From life around me. From life around me. I release my fears. I release my fears. And embrace all that my best life has to give and embrace all that my best life has to give I'm attracting abundance I'm attracting abundance I am too I am too (laughs) (laughs) because I radiate confidence and joy because I radiate confidence and joy I'm attracting the wisdom needed I'm attracting the wisdom needed to never respond in anger to never respond in anger and to always respond in Mm. unconditional love and to always respond in unconditional love I am learning and growing I am learning and growing as a KB creative every day as a KB creative every day one more thing one more thing. I love me. I love me. And that's it. I'm amazing. <laughs> you Megan, sure are. you're gorgeous. You're on top oh. of the world, girlfriend. <laughs> Keep going, everyone. <laughs> Unconditional um, Love Never Fails. That was day number five. Day number five. And if you are interested in getting a copy of the guided journal that Stephen talked about today, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. You can order the hard copy, free shipping worldwide, or you can get the downloadable digital version as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. And make sure to check out the free Kinetic Believers Facebook group as well. You can access that via the website, stephencanyon.com. A beautiful space, lots of beautiful people in there having beautiful conversations. Love to all of you all over the world. Love to all of you all over the world, KVs globally. Okay, Steve, thanks for all the wisdom as usual. Bye.